Alrighty, welcome to Monster Talk, a Hunter's Hub podcast talking about monsters. This is your host, Fortwan, joined by co-host Impending Doom. Hello. Hello, I'm Impending Doom. I'm an artist and avid fan of D&D and Monster Hunter. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, one thing I like to say with a video game podcast, we are a podcast born out of the Monster Hunter community. And just like that, all of us are hunters as well, but we're going to talk about monsters in general not necessarily monster hunter monsters um but you know in the in the sense of tabletop rpgs but maybe monster hunter monsters at some point who knows um also joined by co-host tuesday tastic hello hello uh my name is tuesday tastic i write for my blog called only on tuesdays and I write about primarily Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, although I just mm-hmm. barely got into Monster Hunter uh, Iceborne and had an absolute mm-hmm. blast with that. So very looking very much towards Monster Hunter Rise coming out. Yep, we've already hunted together in Rise. It was yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. Uh, hunt, hunted mm-hmm. all the three big monsters. It's a blast. Yeah, it was my first success of all three. Okay, because we did it with Pan. Yeah. So yeah, um, we, yeah. we had a we had a hunting horn with us. It was very nice. Ooh, yeah, hunting horns are great. <laughs> Especially in this new game. <laughs> so uh so tonight we're gonna talk about um the monster the Hydra, the classic Greek um monstrosity force of nature that is the Hydra. Um and as you guys know, 421, I do all the other podcasts on this channel. And uh, you may not know, although I mention them sometimes, I do really in-depth ecologies on monsters, for mostly for D&D, but I try to make them um, rule set neutral, um, although it does come from a lot of D&D standpoint. Um, but I actually don't play D&D at the moment. I play Pathfinder 2, mostly. Um, I just feel that's a better system. Uh even though I hate Pathfinder. We could start one. a fight over that. We could. I mean, I don't like... Fit, I, I mean, we could at some point. I just... I found Pathfinder 2 easier to run. That's the, that's the, that's the gist of it. Um, I don't I actually am, know Pathfinder's tools rules. I just want to fight because you said Pathfinder. Oh, no. No, I don't disagree. Pathfinder 1 is shit. All right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really the Pathfinder one is significantly more complicated than it needs to be. It's oh, I, it's I taking remember my first time DMing was with Pathfinder, and I when I pulled out a calculator to do experiments experience points, I was like, "This is dumb." It's three point five on steroids, and taking all of the boons and the downsides and and exploding them into the atmosphere, like it's just. It's too. It's a. It's a lot. It's a lot to handle. And it, the yeah, Pathfinder Two does the same streamlining that Fifth Edition does, but without losing the depth. In my opinion, is is the gist. Might have to get. Um, I'd probably then. enjoy it if I. Because Fifth Edition awesomely streamlined, however, feels really shallow in my opinion. Um, so yeah, that's that's our tabletop RPG <laughs> opinions. I didn't expect to be doing, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so the we're going to talk about the Hydra tonight. Um, again, another classic monster that comes from Greek mythology, and we're going to be talking about it in a lot of different aspects, as far as like, you know, like the stuff that we do, like my ecology stuff. Tuesday, your layers of legend stuff, and then just about the monster in general. So, 
I think first and foremost, it's best to describe what is a Hydra? What constitutes a Hydra? So what are you guys' thoughts? Um, obviously the heads, right? Multiple yeah, heads. No. If it does not have more than three heads or the capability to have more than three heads, I don't think you're talking Hydras anymore. Okay. Do you yeah. agree on that, Tuesday? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that uh, a Hydra can technically work with two heads, um, but yeah. that's starting to just be like a class of its own monster. But Hydras mm -hmm. are definitely multi-headed beings and all the ramifications that come with that. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, one thing I do want to stress is that that um, I don't think it's in my this is just my opinion, right? A Hydra isn't constituted by its multiple heads as much as its ability to regrow loss head loss of heads. Oh, more yeah. so than anything, because then you get creatures like Tiamat, you know, the the queen of the chromatic dragons that does have five heads, but she's not a Hydra in any sense. For sure. And I also yeah, think and it that doesn't. It <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think there needs to be a little bit of an emphasis on being at least slightly snake-like as well. You can't just have, like, a five-headed bear or something that is regrowing heads. <laughs> Hydra bear. <laughs> that would be yeah, a Yeah, I guess not, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I would say it would have to be reptilian, at least. Um, and I, I could, personally I could don't see... Think, I personally don't think reptilian is mandatory. I think that, okay. like exploring all the different uh potential for hydra could be really interesting uh but yeah i would say the if we're just talking about uh generic hydra it's definitely rept reptilian mm -hmm. um what so what i did with the whole multiple head thing if uh if anyone read my ecology this one's like we're talking four four maybe three years old now when i did the ecology for the hydra um i actually have it born with one head and at any point uh at, at a certain point when it reaches uh a certain like uh age the head falls off right it just like falls off and it regrows two heads and then there's a second point where it reaches full adulthood that the other head uh another head falls off or the heads fall off again and then it regrows four heads so that was like my interpretation of it just and having being born looking like a normal sort of dragonish thing. And then, you know, in early, early childhood, it actually, you know, getting the multiple heads and stuff. Um, Cause it had to adjust to the um, multiple inputs is what I called it. Or, you know, heads were, you know, compiling visual uh, and um, olfactory information. Yeah. So yeah, and that was just I, my idea. Yeah, and I think we can talk about that. Like, what would having multiple heads be like? I, in my article, uh, Layers of Legends, talking about the Hydra, I discussed mm -hmm. what what would happen to like a Hydra's psychology. Not not in depth, but uh, we can go into depth here, where I talked about how the Hydra is like with it having multiple heads, it isn't able to like. Uh, coordinate as well because maybe one head wants right. one thing another head wants one thing what controls the legs like is there a brain inside the body that's like controls the movements of that and then there and then the each head is independent how does that work yeah i think there's a lot there that needs to be 
like thought about in order for anyone to really look at a hydra because the thing is if you're going to talk about it having each head being like its own individual being with its own individual brain you're gonna have a lot of arguments going on you have to imagine that wherever this thing like lives yeah, yeah, you have to imagine wherever this thing lives, it is not subtle that this thing lives there because there's got to be, like, it cannot at all be coordinated like you said. It's got to have, like, mm-hmm. trees knocked down or something. It's probably very loud from time to time. Not only yeah. that, but it's an apex predator that is mm-hmm. driven by its hunger. So yeah, it, you have it's to not just all those heads. Yeah. One thing, um, so one thing I did to address that specifically Tuesday in, in my uh, article is that um, I made each of the head more like a nerve ending, like an octopus tentacle, more than uh, an actual brain. And the actual brain is actually within a second skull that is within the chest cavity. Yeah, that's the uh, other way you could definitely do it, because that would also make a lot more sense if you're regrowing heads, just like... Yeah, we've got this one brain that got knocked off. We're going to split it into two brains. That's a little harder to make into a logistical right. thing. I would yeah. say, because like, the, the, the problem that you have with multiple heads, if you lose a head and you lose, that's like losing a part of your brain. And um, a lot of times, if, if someone suffers a loss of part of their brain, they never recover that. And that's one of the things that Hydra does is recover, right? So like... That's something that got me thinking, like, if a Hydra loses a head, that's supposed to be traumatic, right? And it treats it like, in all the mythologies, losing a head was like, oh, now you fucked up, right? Now now you're going to get two heads coming at you, you know, that uh, you cut that one off. Like, you think about, it's, it's kind of weird, but one of the best interpretations we have of the Hydra comes from Disney's Hercules. Like, <laughs> it's a little <laughs> overdone, right? But, like... It's definitely a Hydra, and that's what a lot of people will think of when you think of a Hydra. It's like, you know, with uh, Phil saying, stop doing a head slicing thing. Like, <laughs> like, I think that that's, you know, that's the key to a Hydra is it's like it, losing a head is not supposed to be a problem, right? It's supposed to be just a part of its life. Uh, and I think that's yeah. what makes it unique. And this also introduces uh, new complications where an intelligent hunter, for example, would know, don't slice the heads, first of all. I mean, that's just rule number one of Hydra. Everybody knows that. But they might know the next step of target its body, try to, like, take out its legs, go for its chest cavity, which, of course, is guarded by a bunch of heads. But if you can go in there and uh, drive a spear into into its skull inside its body then you can kill mm-hmm. it immediately. Yeah. Right. Now, one thing that that <laughs> would be tough to do is hydras have a high natural regeneration even outside of their heads. And it's in a lot of a lot of rule sets. Uh 5th edition and and Pathfinder 2 have this where they just naturally regenerate HP regardless yeah. of of head damage or whatever. So, it's like a like a not as I would say not as strong as a troll, right? Where they're not going to grow another troll out of a fingernail, but they are going to repair their body, you know, fairly quickly. And I, I think that's part of what makes the makes the heads so able to grow back. Now, 
how often do you guys normally have the heads growing back? Is this a matter of days for you or a matter of rounds or seconds? Yeah, I think that I... this thing can repair itself in, at the most, probably like an hour. This thing is, like, the way this thing is set up from its mythological mm -hmm. base, it's like sprouting these things right back. It is mm -hmm. quick. Right. I personally like to have it come back in a sense of, in a matter of rounds, even like one mm -hmm. round, be, uh, because I think that makes for more fun gameplay for yeah. Dungeons and Dragons sure. at the very least. Uh, and I, it can be waved away uh, as to how that works due to like magic. And yeah. it also just has a really, really high caloric diet of just eating everything in sight. Yeah. Um, yeah, one one way I like to think about that is that um, that's, you know, like you said, a high high calorie diet, you know, it has to eat. So if it hasn't if it's not ate enough, it doesn't regrow the heads as fast or doesn't at all. Yeah. And, and if, it, if it if it starts the... to starve, I think it probably actually will start to cannibalize itself a little. Mm -hmm. I think that I... could make for some very interesting dynamics. I did put that in. Like, if it feels a head is too damaged to to be useful, it would rip its own head off. Like, it would rip its own, like, bite the base and rip it off. Like, I, I did say that um, in certain situations it would know to do that. Because, you know, it's like, oh, I'll just grow back. <laughs> like, I'd rather have it grow back than just sit there limp. Yeah, yeah I think uh, if it's starved enough, though, it might just rip off a head and eat it. You know what? I... This... Uh, to explain like this that. in a mechanics, uh, like game mechanics, um, let's say there's a damage threshold for uh, how much damage a Hydra needs to take before it'll grow a new head. If it doesn't meet that damage threshold, just have one of the heads on its turn, rip it out, and rip off a head for, uh, so that way you can reach that damage threshold that the players didn't manage to meet. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. no, that could be spicy. Um, yeah, I, li I like that. Um... And yeah, and I've I've ran. Uh, I actually recently ran a Hydra on the uh, the game we play on Tuesdays, and the Pathfinder one makes them more aquatic. So it's like fish-headed Hydra. They're still like uh, serpentine necks and stuff, but the, yeah, they look very much more aquatic. And that's that's a theme that seems to happen with a lot of Hydras in in later fantasy. Is they're very aquatic based. Um, I don't think that came up through through the uh, you know the original mythology. But a lot of people put them in um, water. Do you guys? Yeah, the uh, original Tuesday, basis. I know you definitely was, did that. Yeah. The original basis comes from murky swamp waters outside of a place called Lernea, or Lerna. Technically, it's the Lernaean Hydra. Uh, mm -hmm. So what it would do is emerge from the swamps and terrorize a countryside. So it is definitely amphibious. I don't think they leaned as hard into. I don't think its base is as aquatic as it is amphibious terror that just comes out of the swamps to destroy countrysides right. and people. This okay. this amphibious nature is actually a big benefit for it uh, because, uh, as we all know, a Hydra's greatest weakness is fire towards its severed heads. So by being mm. an amphibious monster... Or acid. Or acid, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, it can wash off the fire and the acid and uh, prevent it from not being able to regenerate. Yeah. 
I think that it definitely, if it can fight in its home turf, then it's a huge buff for it. And as a DM, if you're worried about the fight being too easy, if you're running it in a TTRPG, you for sure want to keep the water close by and maybe consider using it to your advantage if things start to get a little curb stompy. Yeah, in my article, I actually suggested that one thing the Hydra could do if you wanted to be really mean with it is exchange the Hydra's attack actions for grapple checks. With five heads and a strength of 20, it can... It can seriously, like, grapple anything. This technically isn't in the rules, so this is something that you're going to, like, have to hack in yourself. But having Mm -hmm. a Hydra, like, latch onto somebody and then drag them underwater, going to make that wizard wish he cast water breathing instead of fireball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing you can do if you're worried about players metagaming is you can change the damage type it is weak to. Preferably not something super uncommon like force or psychic, but you can make it so, like, maybe it's weak to cold damage instead. Maybe that's how you stop it from regenerating. And that... Well, there's a history of that in D&D. There's actually... They applied a lot of templates to Hydras in 3rd edition. So you had the Cryo Classic and the Pyroclastic Hydra. Oh, yes. Yes, bringing something like that back, where it's you can change Mm. the damage resistances around and the, the weaknesses... That can yeah, spice on- up a fight a lot. The only thing I'd suggest if you do do that is to in like infer to your players that a fire and acid may not be as good on this hydra, and just like let it let it be known through the world building, like through the NPCs talking about it. Um, so mm-hmm. that way, yeah, for sure. Leave aren't... hints. Don't make it come out of the blue. Exactly. I rely on nature checks a lot of the time when my players there. Uh, I give everyone like a free nature check the first time they see something just to see if their character knows it. Um, uh, just, you know, doesn't take an action or anything. Just, hey, you know, roll your nature check. See if you know what this is. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> and, um, and depending on how good their check is, they would know more or less information. Um, mutual friend of ours Tuesday, uh, Zweef, who plays in my game, he notoriously is like really has a really bad score at his nature check, but does really well at these checks where everyone has really good scores and does really bad at the checks. So they're always kind of asking Zweef, um, <laughs> hey, what is this monster? <laughs> That's By fantastic. the way, everyone failed on the Hydra. Everyone. So no one knew what it was. It's fantastic. It was so good. Brutal. Um, so yeah, so like... Um, one one of the things that that hydras uh, that that I like to think of a hydras is actually comes from Magic the Gathering, which I, I will I will preface this we we led with my absolute favorite mythological creature, like this is the hydra has always been like my favorite since I saw Jason and the Argonauts when I was a kid, like dragons nah they have w- one head this thing yeah all right I'm in. Uh, like, <laughs> I love this thing. Um, but, uh, one, the, I think the really cool interpretation, and you said this earlier, uh, Tuesday, is that the Hydra is the apex predator of nature. It is basically the highest, you know, creature that nature can produce itself mm-hmm. without any, you know, interference in, in the world. 
Um, and I actually collect Hydra magic cards. I, I, I have everything but the two newest Hydras. I have everything back from, was it the beta, original beta cards, uh, which is the Rock Hydra, which is terrible and worth two cents. But, oh, it's it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible as far as a magic card goes. But, I mean, Hydras are my favorite. Um, so, like, there's... And Magic does a really good job of, like, so many different Hydras. Uh, and they do so many things. Now, granted, it's a mechanics thing. Doom, I don't know if you're if you're familiar with Magic or oh, you've I'm ever very, played. Oh, I'm, I'm rather familiar. Okay. okay. Well, one of my favorites in, in that is... I actually have a commander deck built off of him as Gyrus the Waker of Corpses. It was the first Hydra outside of the five color one that doesn't doesn't really feel like a hydra to me <laughs> uh i can't remember the avatar Pro, i can't progenitus. remember. Oh, yeah, uh, progenitus yeah progenitus he doesn't feel like a hydra he just like he yeah, doesn't he have anything not. that makes him feel like a hydra to me like he doesn't regenerate he just like he's just a 10 10 that can't be destroyed essentially mm-hmm. uh and uh my favorite is is gyrus waker of corpses where <laughs> he is equal to the cost you pay him. That's the first time they've ever done that for a Hydra. So it's like, hey, get the special text to say, hey, every mana piece of mana you spend on him, he's that big. And then also, he just like walks around the swamp reviving things. Like, <laughs> right. It's sort of the idea. Like, it's just, oh man, I love it. Um, yeah, Magic actually has some incredible Hydra designs, and this goes back to why I didn't, why I felt that Reptilian was a little bit too narrow of a uh, classification yeah, for do. Hydras. Because I'm looking at, at all the Hydras that have been printed so far, and they have things like artifact hy- uh, Hydras, so basically like clockwork mm-hmm. Hydras, which is a cool concept. They've got they've got a Chimera Hydra, so. You know, take your classic chimera <laughs> and allow it to grow a brand new head that your players will never know what head's coming next. That's the that's oh. the cascade, cascade, cascade hydra. Oh, oh yeah, terrifying. Uh, but, they have a plant hydra, which is like a bunch of like yeah. Venus flytraps, but can move around. And mm-hmm. I think I think one of the coolest ones that I I've seen that like inspired me was Ramanap hydra, which is like really really uh unknown card from hour of devastation but uh it's basically just a hydra that hides underneath the sands and will Mm -hmm. ambush that way yeah it looks like a cobra yeah it's so cool uh yeah there's a lot of snake hydras in magic a lot of just straight up snake hydras yeah snakes are the original mythology base for it like, if you look at the ancient mm-hmm. Greek pottery depicting Hydra, it is just a snake with, like, nine heads. It's just straight up a snake with nine heads. So right. everything from it would just branch out from there. I definitely am not opposed to having, like, alternative types of Hydras, but definitely at its core, like, the base Hydra, I think, is probably reptilian. Yeah. I think, yeah, you can definitely do all sorts of wild things, and I really like the... <laughs> chimera hydra where it's just a bunch of different heads that's that would be so much fun to try to come up with a stat block for i know right yeah and, and then you can't forget hydroid crisis which is a jellyfish hydra beast that has flying and all these crazy abilities oh god yeah yeah no. that was uh that was an expensive card for a little a little bit of time and i had nine of them i had a full set of nine wow so one for each head i collect them like i i collect them <laughs> 
I, I, I like to call my binder the Hydra Relief Foundation, considering it's like a really put upon, like tribe in in, <laughs> in magic. <laughs> People like, but it didn't it didn't keep its price for long. I think it was twenty five dollars a card. That one at the highest, something like that. Yeah, it was it was pretty good in standard. But we're here so, to talk about hydras, not standard. That's true, but it was a hydra. <laughs> Yeah, no, we are. Crassus. Why not both? Yeah. Fair. <laughs> um, so speaking of which, um, in my ecology, I, I like to put variations on things. That's like one of my four major sections that I do. Um, and I have actually I've pulled up here the different uh, variations I, I made for hydras when I wrote this up. Uh, I can actually just go up and look. I I released this three years ago. It was April 7th of 2017. So we're coming up on four years. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah. So uh, here's a couple of the um, iterations that I come up with. Of course, I also talk about the default Hydra, which I just called the, the Lenarian Hydra. From the, you know, basically what it's called from the swamps. Uh, I've been playing uh, the game um, Hades. And the Lenarian Hydra is a is the second uh, area boss, so you get to fight that. Although, it's a bone Hydra; it's completely made out of bones, so that's kind of fun. That's rad. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it lives in lava, so you just you kill all the heads and then it dies. Um, and then I accounted for elemental Hydras, like you were saying, uh, Doom earlier, with the changing the weakness types. Um, these hydras end up so it's like the it was a callback to both the pyroclastic and the and the cryoclastic hydra it was in third edition. Uh, this one I just said it's whatever elements you want to have with them. Like you could even do a lightning hydra, just sort of pick an element, and just it has a breath weapon of that, um, and it also has a weakness to whatever the opposite of you know you would have. So like fire you know, water or, you know, that kind of stuff. Like if you have a fire hydra, you could basically seal off the heads with water, make it solid, solidify up that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I talked about what I called a jelly hydra. Now this is not like what you were talking about Tuesday with a jellyfish hydra. It's called a jelly hydra because it's a birth defect. That's like albinoism where it makes it clear. Like there's x-ray fish. Okay. And, that really um, cool. You see all the muscles and the goo inside. Um, and I said it was a super rare condition, um, but it caused them to be very uh, not cold blooded, but like cold blooded where they couldn't survive in colder areas at all. So they had to be in warmer areas to survive long. But it was just like a random birth defect that could happen with hydras. Um, another one I said was branching hydras. So a birth defect that instead of the head falling off, uh, at the base and growing two heads from the or two new necks from the base that it was just going to grow uh necks from where the split happened so it's like a branching tree hydra so you get like three necks with like seven different branches um that sounds really awesome like the necks could go so far out oh yeah yeah um, that one that came up because I was like, well, what happens if like you sever the head halfway and it just doesn't split down the center? 
like what, what what happens there so it's i came up with the branching head uh this one's based off of magic card the chameleonic hydra it kind of looks like a chameleon but this one can um there's actually a chameleon hydra in magic um i think I don't, i'm not sure is it just called the no it's called the whip whip tongue chameleon uh hydra in uh magic mm-hmm. um but this one uh, basically it's just like a chameleon it just hides camouflage pigmentation and it's an ambush predator more than a rundown predator so an, an ambush predator hydra that likes to disguise itself as a tree or a bunch of bushes or something like uh, and then just snap it with all of its heads at once um, and then this next one the cataclysmic hydra which is basically based off the Kalanian Hydra that is like seven foot, you know, seven stories tall, just this gigantic monster of a thing. Um, yeah, trying to cut through its head is like trying to cut through a tree trunk. Right. Yeah, it's just an immense Hydra. Um, and basically happens when you get like a you get like a prime material or some other plane that that just like it's just nature. There's, there's, it's all nature and this is what happens when you just let it go rampant like here's here's the apex of the apex this is what uh, this is what the druids have always wanted <laughs> just pure nature and it's scary <laughs> uh and the last one this one uh i've talked about a little bit in uh, a lot of my writings i don't remember if you uh you were part of the project uh tuesday back in the day when we did atlas of the plains I said I would write something for it and never did. So I, I wrote three uh, of the elemental planes. I did the elemental plane of fire and the para elemental plane of ice. And I did a third. Uh, I did the beast lands, one of the beast lands planes. Uh, we were trying to hit all the different planes in D and D. Um, and I referred to this Hydra as the uh, the Brood... It's actually based off another magic card called the Broodmother, or the Broodmaster Hydra. Oh, I love that card. It's good. I actually... Um, Hydra uh, Broodmaster. Actually... Yeah. The Broodmaster is really cool because it, it basically is like, hey, I just have a bunch of Hydra babies, and I'm just like a Hydra mom. <laughs> kind of. Um uh, so like, basically, this was supposed to be like a super Hydra, and it also came from the idea. Have you guys ever seen the Starship Troopers? Oh yes, I haven't. Okay, so Starship Troopers has these giant bugs that basically shoot across galaxies, these pods to colonate areas. So they colonate planets by shooting their babies across space. Um. <laughs> Does it so weaponize Hydra... its children like uh yeah. like Giganox? Yeah, so the Hydra brood broodmother is what I called it to to call it something different. Um or the broodmother Hydra. What they end up doing is they're sort of like an invasion invasion force of Hydras. And in the three Atlas of the Plains I did, I was like, there's an alarming rate of Hydras coming up. Like, why are there so many Hydras that are adapting to different environments? Because, like, what they were doing is they were planting these old Hydras and, the, like, just shot them across the cosmos and landed in different planes 
and they just started adapting to that plane. So that's how you get the pyroclastic and the cryoclastic hydras because they landed in the elemental planes and stuff like that. So the brood, the brood mother is the basically uh, the hydra that is ejecting eggs into into the universe <laughs> for babies to grow up in different lands and adapt and make hydra populations everywhere. That and that was that was the mental image. So, um, do you guys have any other ideas of how to use hydras or how to use them in different settings? Like that kind of stuff. Of course, you mentioned the sort of clockwork robotic hydra card Tuesday. Yeah, um, so like have just like a mad scientist make a hydra that can self-replicate its heads. Uh, maybe it goes, maybe it has short circuits and then just continuously adds heads until it m- has to move around using its heads rather than its legs. I okay. like that. That could honestly apply to regular hydras too. Now that I think about it, yeah, you just yeah, have this really, really ancient hydra that's just like dominating a massive swath of land. Hmm. It would have to be some kind of huge boss because the the amount that thing would need to eat and the amount you'd have to do to kill it would be insane. Well, maybe there could be like a town that uh, feeds this hydra. And keeps ritual it sacrifice. Going. Yeah, ritualistic <laughs> sacrifice, except they have to ritualistically sacrifice every single neighboring town because this thing eats so much. Pretty much. I think another way wow. you could take it is make like you've talked a lot about hydras being very adaptive, very regenerative creatures. I think mm-hmm. there's maybe a possibility that you could make a type of hydra that adapts to what is being used against it in combat maybe to like a lesser extent yeah that would be terrifying i think something that could like adapt on the spot or over the course of a few rounds to be resistant or over enough time immune to a certain type of damage and show that outwardly in the form of like maybe armor plating maybe this thing like has more blood coursing to the, the surface and has some like extra heating going on yeah, hmm. so, like, we could have a Hydra where, like, you cut off its head with the sword. The next heads that grow out uh, have bony extrusions on the outside that make it resistant to slashing damage. And yeah. mm-hmm. something like that could be really interesting and a very dangerous variant. Oh, yes. For higher level parties, for sure. Okay. But yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Um, one thing I, I thought of uh, that wasn't something I thought of back then uh, since has been an undead Hydra. So what it does is it still needs the fuel, but what it does, it eats other undead to get the necrotic energy to basically just form the flesh of other undead onto itself. It assimilates the the biomatter of what it eats. Yes. And then grows the heads directly that way. Yeah. Or maybe if you have like a skeletal undead Hydra, it just picks up the other corpses in the area and reassembles their bones into more heads. <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So like that, I think, I think undead is a very, um, I don't know. It's, it feels like a very stale type of creature. A lot of the times, um, cause people would normally think of zombies and skeletons, right? And sometimes you get the people who re- remember that vampires are supposed to be undead. <laughs> Ethereal ghost hydra. 
Nice. A ghost hide. How would you deal with that? Like, I have vorpal bladed your ghostly... Oh no, it's growing more ghosts. <laughs> Ghost heads. There's just more ghosts. The heads aren't even attached to anything. They just float around it. Just a, It's just a oh. big collection of will-o'-wisps that decided to form as one creature. I love oh, the aesthetics cool. of that. That's super cool. If I like that, although... I thought Will of Wisps were Fey. I didn't think they yeah, were Yeah, no, bad. those are those are oh, Fey, are but they? it's the it's that type of thing though, where it's like it, little yeah, yeah. individual specters that have come together to form this massive conglomerate. Yeah, and every time yeah. you cut one head in half, it just like pops into two. Just there's yeah, it just splits. More. It just avoids the attack and splits and say, Hey, two's better than one. I'm gonna come at you. <laughs> yeah, I mean ultimately that's what the Hydra boils down to mechanics-wise, is it starts off with a certain amount of heads, or, or whatever heads can be, and then every time it gets attacked, it splits into uh, different things. There's this game I play called Pixel Dungeon, and there's mm-hmm. an enemy, Swarm of Flies. And it starts off as one big fly unit, and every time you hit it, it splits. So in a way, mechanically, that could be a Hydra. Okay, yeah, I see mechanically for sure. A lot of uh, oozes and goos in games do that as well. Like, I've split into two. Now you gotta kill the two. Now they become four. Now they become eight. You know, like... Yeah, you have to keep wearing away until eventually it's not a threat. Yeah, until it's too small and you just squish it under your boot. This is where we need the aesthetics, uh, aesthetics pure and mechanics pure. Uh, yeah, make a meme of that for Hydra's. Like Hydras we, are the best. A, <laughs> yeah. swar- a swarm of flies is a hydra. Yeah, mechanics I, pure. A swarm of flies is a hydra. Lore pure. Okay. Oh. I mean, it's hurting my soul to say that, but yeah, I can see where you're going. <laughs> I, um, so I always felt that they were we were uh, distant cousins of dragons. Is why I made them reptilian. Um, that's kind of how I set up, like, where they came from. So, like, if you think about dragons, what what did they come from in D&D, at least? They, su- supposedly, they came from the pseudo-dragon, right? That's supposed to be the oldest type of dragon, so, or something like a pseudo-dragon. And I could see Hydra's branching off from that point, you know, the super-regenerative pseudo-dragon becoming the Hydra. Oh, yeah. In 5th edition, actually, the Hydra's lore it, uh, got changed, and it's all about, uh, like, there was this god, I can't remember which one, but there was a god that was slain, mm. and everywhere where its blood fell on the earth, a Hydra was born. I think it was like a god of rage. Hmm. It's not unlike Yanogu with the gnolls, where his blood spilled across the Prime Material Plane, and the, the uh, Hyenas who ate it and drank it became uh, gnolls. Not very different, huh? Yeah, I mean, blood spilling across the galaxy appears to be a common theme. Interesting. Yeah, humans Um, tend to like blood. Yeah, they do. As far as defining things, yes. <laughs> Maybe not drinking it. That's yeah, no, weird. no, that's yeah, that's definitely weird. But I mean, <laughs> blood- I uh, do what? 
How did we get to drinking blood? Uh, <laughs> Hydras, of course. Hydras. Hydras, yes. All, Hydras all, drink all lots of, of blood. Yeah, probably. Va- they probably okay. don't care. Vampiric things, Hydra, well. even more regeneration. No, oh, Vampiric Hydra? Oh, oh boy. Imagine oh, that's that. That's terrifying. You get so, one Vampiric uh, Hydra and everything in the area is pretty much guaranteed either also a vampire or dead. Yeah, or or a shriveled husk of what it used to be. Yeah, yeah instead of having two, bi- two puncture marks on the deck, you have 30 all over your body. <laughs> or you're just ripped into El shreds. Chupacabra. Yeah. Yeah, Hydras don't oh, you just call it, You call it the uh, Chupa Hydra. There you go. Well, Chupa Hydra. <laughs> hey. <laughs> who needs I mean yeah who needs to just suck goats when you can just suck everything mm-hmm all all the blood um so what do you think about something that's more like cybernetic um so like we talked about possibly looking at other other tabletops so like I like cyberpunk and steampunk stuff what does a hydra look like there do you keep it the bestial thing or do you do you make it cybernetic or what? I think at that point it becomes like an engineered creature. Okay. I, I think it would yeah, have something, some Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. It's definitely a product then of science as opposed to nature. I think it's probably mm-hmm. some kind of mad scientist experiment gone haywire, or maybe it wasn't haywire. Maybe this is a government designed machine of war, depending on your setting. One example oh, would wow. be lizard in Spider-Man. Where he oh, can yeah. regrow his limbs, uh, mm-hmm. but let's take that a step forward. He doesn't regrow one limb; he regrows two. All the limbs, <laughs> all of them, all the time. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. All right. I I like it. So, uh, how would this fit into a space one like Star Wars? Giant Hydra eats planets. Oh wow. <laughs> The space hydra. Oh yeah. <laughs> we could also oh, have. We could or maybe also it doesn't like eat a... planets. Maybe it eats stars to fuel itself. We could also it have is a, a star. We could have a category of hydras that are like space classes or spaceships that are specifically mm-hmm. designed that when they're blown up, all the smaller pieces become drones and oh. fly on their own. And then eventually mm. might grow into big boys. <laughs> Nanotechnology is hell of a thing. Yeah, so that's that's the mechanics hydra for sure. When you talk about like it regrowing, um, did you guys ever play the uh, a game called The Last Federation? I have not. No. It is a very like spreadsheet heavy, like kind of like political exploration game like what do they call those 4x games um except you don't do a lot of exploring um but basically you're there to create a a federation between a bunch of planets and different solar systems and the story is that you were the first people to get into space and um it was kind of like a space race between all these different planets or whatever and the dominating race that was on this planet were the Hydralisk, or the the Hydras, and they were a, a sentient Hydra race that um, 
Unfortunately, from combined efforts of all the other planets, were completely annihilated except for you. And you're supposed to bring peace to the galaxy so that that never happens again. But um, you're essentially... And here's the here's the kicker. They were essentially immortal because of their regeneration capabilities. So, like, essentially immortal as far as age goes. Like, damage-wise, they obviously died. but Because they also destroyed their homeworld. <laughs> oh, we love that. Um, so, like, that was an interesting take on... The, so they had like all these different visors and stuff and the heads work together in unison as far as like the little bit you get to learn about your race. Um, it's actually a really cool game. I didn't get into it because it's a little bit too detail oriented and involved for me. Um, but you play Monster Hunter. Uh, it was a cool it was a cool concept, um, especially because you were Hydra. You played as a Hydra. It's the only thing you've ever seen you get to play as a Hydra. Like a Hydra has always been like the enemy or the, the big, you know, the big thing, right? Like, yeah, um, not usually known for being uh, wise creatures or understanding creatures so much as forces of nature or violent right. beasts. But yeah, they were hyper intelligent. They were the first ones to discover spacefaring technology. Of course, in their uh, I, uh, what what the character describes it as. Uh, utter lack of compassion for other races they were destroyed because <laughs> they just started becoming bullies and like exhorting planets and stuff um so yeah uh uh so like is there any like um like interpretations in media that stand out to you guys for the hydra of course uh i mentioned um jason and the argonauts which is based on the greek tale of course hercules as well like, have you guys seen Hydra and some other stuff that stood out to you or no? Because I've never seen him in a D&D novel. That's one of the things I've just never seen him in. And I've read a few. Yeah, I failed to see them in too many ways that have been, like, super great outside of, like, just base mythology type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, like, I mean, obviously games or media focused around Greek mythology. I think that there's definitely a lot of there's a lot of potential that's been underutilized there. Sure. Yeah, I can't think of very much uh, like popular culture that utilizes hydras, which is surprising considering how deep and rich their history is and how customizable they are. Like, yeah, it's no. kind of surprising how little there is. I, magic is one of the best examples of hydras in popular culture, and there's only fifty-five hydra cards. Yeah, it's it's definitely a uh, well, it's it's a weird relationship in magic because it's supposed to be what they consider the epitome of green. It's supposed to be the the flagship for green creatures, um, but they don't always get put in uh, sets, which is weird because it's like what is it? Black is zombies, uh, blue is wizards sphinx. or yeah, sphinx. You're right. No, it's sphinx. White is red angel. is dragons. Red is dragon and yeah. yeah, green was supposed to be Hydra, and well, Hydras now, are like the least popular. Now it's colossal Dreadma. Six six dinosaur for six. Oh yeah, yep. Dinosaurs are the new green. That's right. Don't yeah, you hate it everything. when dinosaurs replace your giant multi-headed snake monster? Kind of no. I like dinosaurs. <laughs> Give us a Hydra dinosaur. Ooh. 
Oh boy. T-Rex Hydra. <laughs> Here's the seven-headed T-Rex. What? <laughs> Jurassic Park I'm take sorry. notes. <laughs> That's what I was playing before we were recording. Jurassic Park Evolution. I can I can twist the genes. But they're supposed to make hybrid dinosaurs, not the Jurassic or... Park Six is just a bunch of multi headed T Rexes. I'd watch that wow. movie. I would too. I don't care who who says what. I liked Fallen Kingdom. Everyone was like, yeah, it sucks. I'm like, hey, it's just Resident Evil with dinosaurs. That's all it is. I haven't it's, actually it's... gotten to see it yet. I probably should. It's, a, I will say a lot of people didn't enjoy it. I, however, did. It felt like Resident Evil 1 with dinosaurs, which was Dino Crisis. But, <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like, uh, it, I don't know. I liked it. Um, so, uh, I... Is there anything else that we can say on the Hydra? Like, I, I know, I think we've touched a lot of what we set out to talk about with this one. Yeah, I think we've hit a lot of the mythology and variations and uses. I like it. Yeah, um, I personally don't have much more else to add. Uh, like, I just think that Hydras, they seem simple on the surface, and in a lot of ways they are, but that simplicity is a really powerful strength of the Hydra. Yeah, because it's simple, you can take it any number of different directions. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I love... Obviously, I love the Hydra. It's my favorite. Uh, I like that it's the... Just the the pure primal being. Uh, and its simplicity is the fact that it, it's basically there to eat, drink, and breed. And that's it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just an animal. And... Um, one thing that I like to stress a lot in, in my articles and D&D in general is that everything should be individual. Even though there is a generic, we can describe what a Hydra is. You know, each Hydra should have like its own personality, its own experience and that kind of stuff. I don't think anything, unless it's like a zombie, which is intrinsically mindless. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think any, uh, I don't think anything should be, chosen as a mindless bloodthirsty beast so that's why i don't really have hydras even though they are severely hungry and they rely a lot on a lot of food i don't think a hydra would look at a dragon and say bring it like you know what i mean yeah no like even... a hydra would be like bring it if i can you know what i mean yeah no they're, I think I... they're predators but a lot of predators still have enough common sense to look at something and be able to size up if they can take it or how best to approach it i think they can have some like basic problem solving or ability to analyze i just don't think mm -hmm. that they're i mean they're obviously not super intelligent but they definitely can still have some room for personality and the way that they're right yeah yeah and like maybe they're i i think like hydras can also like hunt in different ways so there could be hydras that will just like as soon as they smell food they'll charge forward which could be interesting in combat when players are used to being able to take their time, but then have a Hydra just bowl into the middle of them and start attacking everybody. Uh, that is but... that is one thing I do enjoy, is that even though they can assess a situation, if they assess that it is attack, it's go time. Oh, yeah. Went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then there's other ways where, like, Hydras could be ambush predators, like hiding underneath mm. the surface of the water yeah, or something. they are sand. amphibious, so be because they have the ability to either hold their breath or breathe water in most interpretations 
You can have them just buried below the surface of the water, and as soon as the players approach thinking that it's safe or looking for a lair, whoops, you've been dragged down. <laughs> just a little death by Hydra. <laughs> a little. Only it wouldn't a little be a little death. It would be quite traumatic. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, uh, folks, that's that's Hydra's for you. Um, so next week, uh, we're going to do, uh, so listeners, so you know, we're going to do a round robin. I'm the one who picked Hydra's this, this week. So next time, uh, next time that we record, which won't be next week, I think it's going to be a couple weeks because of your schedule, right? Um, just thinking out loud. Um, but yeah. I mean, the, probably the next, next one... week's not happening because of, uh, moving back down right. for college, but for sure after that. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. So after that, after we can, when we convene again, Doom, you picked um, the Phoenix. I forgot Phoenix. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll be talking about that. And after that, it'll be Tuesday, and then back to me. Um, so uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, this has been Fortwan. You can catch me at Hunters Hub Pod on Twitter. Um, along with this show, we have the weekly uh, video game show that is a lot of Monster Hunter included uh the weekly D sessions which are on hiatus now for for uh, a lot of people's being out for the next couple weeks for various reasons and then we have bickering bucks where we review a game every couple months uh because we play it to the full extent and then talk about it and then also we do a magic podcast every set review so then this is show number five <laughs> monster talk um so yeah, so tune in. Uh, also, uh, I'd like to leave the Discord so you guys can come in here and talk about Hydras or other monsters and that kind of stuff. And of course, all the other things that we do at uh, Hunter's Hub. So that's it for me. Uh, Tuesday, where can we find you? You can find me at TuesdayTastic on Twitter. And you can also read my articles on my website, OnlyOnTuesdays27.com. There I will be putting, okay. there I will be publishing articles to release as companion pieces to our recorded podcast episode. And so next week, hopefully I'll, or well, next time we release the podcast, I'll have a Lairs of Legends about Phoenixes. So look forward to that. Uh, awesome. Man. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, and Doom, uh, I, I guess you have Discord that you could talk to and yeah. pending Doom. Um, I also, I do have a, uh... I have a half-done Instagram that I will be having functioning soon where you can check out art related to the show where I'm going to be obviously mm -hmm. dropping images associated with the podcast each episode. Like, I have a Hydra drawing yep. coming for this one. And, I mean, I might dump other pictures there from time to time. And if you want sure. commissions or anything, it's underscore impending underscore doom on Instagram. Okay, awesome. And I will note that the channel art for this should be the Hydra thing. Um, if we can, you know, get it. Well, I mean, we'll, I'll wait it's, for it's it. It's already half done. Until... <laughs> I, I have been drawing it as I've been talking. Right. And, yeah, and I still do my ecologies on Reddit. Um, uh, I only have two left before I take a hiatus from the ecologies for a purposeful hiatus, I should say, instead of me just not getting around to writing. Um because I have a secret project. Ooh. <laughs> uh. 
ecology related. So uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you next time.